Hey guys, how you going? Welcome back to another episode of Bible Study with the Brethren. Actually, the last episode for a while. For a while. For the Colossians series. Mm. It's a little bit exciting, isn't it, Noah? Well, exciting for you, Dylan. A bit bittersweet for me. You know, I was tearing up just about <laughs> <laughs> moving on from Colossians. Yeah. I wasn't actually. Yeah, a little bit It is sensitive. a little bit bittersweet. Yeah. In honesty. To a degree. Not too much. As though. you can tell, Dylan doesn't give a real... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit more sentimental well, than we're Dylan. Go, we're moving on. We're moving on to the next chapter of Grainfield. So it's not like That's we're right. stopping. Yeah. So all you keen listeners out there, get keen because it's all going on. And message us at the Grainfields IG for your ideas. You yes. got topics you want us covered. You got questions you want answered. You got... We know you have questions you want answered. Yeah. Everyone, I have questions I want I have I questions answer. I want to ask us. And I'm going to go to, to another research. podcast that I, I'm, I'm listening to. I'm going to ask them and then... And then yep. I'm going to find out the answer. So when you ask me, <laughs> I know the answer. Yeah. That's essentially what we'll be doing. We'll be researching. Um, we'll be researching what scripture has to say. Um, if you've got questions, we'll try to give you the most biblical view we can. Mm-hmm. Um, that is honoring to the text and honoring to you. And yeah. Should be a bit of fun. Really. I'm keen for it. I'm very excited. Dylan. Get a bit liberal with it. You we know? don't know what we're going to call the series. If you have any ideas, like maybe like Q&A with... The boys. <laughs> that was pretty poor. <laughs> That's pretty weak. Anyway, we'll, we'll find something. Yeah. But for today's episode, this is our conclusion. This is our conclusion to the text of Colossians, mm. to the letter that Paul wrote to the lovely church of Colossae. Mm. And why don't you tell us what we're going to be doing? Dylan? Yeah. So we're just going to run through essentially uh, every podcast we did and just literally do a couple main points, you know, keep it fresh in your minds. If you want to do a summary, that's what we've done basically. So you can take down notes that we're going to talk about and that's all we're going to do. We're going to wrap yep. up and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to, re- we're going to reflect on the beautiful times we had. Uh, I'm talking about Colossians over the last month and a bit. I thought we need like a little bit of Sam Smith. It's been a long day without you, my friends. And we can finish there. And we can finish that yeah, there. Cause I thought, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> no, I would love if you could pray. And then we're going to smash bang straight into it. Because I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's crack it. Hey, God, thank you for this time. Uh, what a blessing it has been uh, to have the resource to be able to do this, God. Um, to talk about you and your scripture on the podcast um, while we record it. And have people listen to it, God. Uh, we're so grateful for the passion that you've given Dylan and I. Uh, to, to know you and to, to know your word and um, to understand you and, and, and help let that knowledge go out. We just pray that that would um, carry on with our listeners, God, that um, the stuff that they've learned wouldn't just be for themselves, but it would be stuff that they would be able to use to um, edify and grow the Christians around them, God, that they would be able to present the gospel to non-Christians around them. And for us too, God, I pray that you would help us do that better as well every day. Um, yeah, God, we just pray that this would run smoothly, God, that your spirit would be with us. And we just pray that uh, it would glorify you and it would magnify you and it would make your gospel uh, great. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks for that, Noah. That was really nice. I like that. I liked the sarcasticness. <laughs> you know, no, that was genuine. That was meant to be genuine. Okay. Awesome. All right. So let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Let's start at the context and let's remember... Let's reflect on why Paul was writing this letter. So we know by the name of the book, it was called Colossians, um, and that Paul was writing to the church of Colossae. um, And in fact, he did not know them. So he was writing to a bunch of Christians he didn't know, only connected by, you know, the fellowship of being fellow believers. Um, Yeah. So first of all, that's that's something we've got to keep in mind. The whole whole letter is that 
Paul didn't know them, but he was, you know, the way he speaks with authority, the word of God. Um, yeah, it's encouraging that, you know, there are, there are Christian leaders and stuff out there that are passionate about the, the, the rest of the body. Yeah. So Paul also, the context of this is Paul wrote this letter to encourage and edify the church, but also to address false teachings that were slipping into the church of Colossae. What, what are some of those teachings now? Yeah, so a big one that we talked about was uh, the pressure to observe the Torah. That Not that the law is a bad thing, just it was um, that, yeah, the law was being made the main thing, that you needed it to be right with God, except we don't. And we'll discuss that in a bit. Yep. Uh, the pressure was also to not make Christ central. So, like, to remember there was a Roman view of gods, which was multiple gods, and then they were just the pressure was to slap it, slap on Christ as another one on the end. Yep. And also um, these this early kind of uh, emergence of Gnosticism, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Awesome, cool, perfect, cool. And that's really that's really it. And then uh, we have the first passage, uh, which was the Thanksgiving and prayer. Mm-hmm. And really, at the start of that, uh, Paul is thanking God that he's heard of these people and that they understand the gospel, which is the word of truth. It says in um, one verse five uh, of this. You have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed the whole world, as it is bearing fruit and increasing. Um, and so Paul is thanking God for that. And he's also reminding them that their hope is laid up for them in heaven, that mm-hmm. the object of um, their hope. So it's kind of like the physical noun of their hope is in heaven. Like yep. their, their hope is solely in heaven. I'll say it again. The hope is in heaven. Yay, yeah, you like that? We got it. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and... Um, the gospel is increasing their lives. It's it's ongoing. It says, uh, Paul says, uh, it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard and understood the grace of God in truth. Mm-hmm. Cool. And awesome. then what's the prayer part of that, Dylan? Yeah, yeah. So Paul um, prays and um, hopes for them that uh, the, the Colossians would be filled um, with the knowledge of God's will and that they would understand him better and be in uh, a greater relationship, really, that would then be in an outworking of um, the gospel in Colossae, really. So that was, you know, that's where in 1 verse 9 to 1 verse 10, he talks about that a little bit. Where are we? So as to walk in fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Yeah. So basically, you know, just a big, big encouragement from Paul. Like yes. This is his hope and this is his prayer from this letter. Yes. Yeah, so we see kind of throughout this whole letter as well. Um, we'll be zooming out every now and then to just kind of like talk about themes that are across all the letter is that Paul often talks about this idea of knowledge of God leading to sanctification or leading to uh, like better relationship with God. Like he, he kicks it off real early. He says, like Dylan was saying, he's praying, uh, saying, uh, asking. So I was asking God that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. So there is a result of knowing more of God better. Mm-hmm. That's in verse 9 and 10, by the yeah. way. Um, and not just for the sake of knowing God so that we just know random facts about God. Like, yeah. uh, yep, uh, Jesus wept, shortest verse in the Bible kind of thing. <laughs> but like um, knowing his character and yeah. that leads to a better relationship from him and that, yeah, that we bear fruit for God. And that's really like that prayer is all about that, I guess. Cool. Awesome. So our third 
point here is now the preeminence of Christ, which was probably our fourth podcast. If Third brother. No, 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 because... Second. Second. Oh, because yeah. we mixed them together. We mixed. We did context and thanks and prayer. Yeah, yeah cool. So if you want to do a head point, <laughs> this is the preeminence of Christ. So essentially what Paul is talking about here is that Christ is supreme above all things. So in one sixteen, we see Paul say... Sorry, let me just grab it here. Uh, For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Mm. So, yeah, this is also where we we discovered, you know, Christ is sustaining. Um, He's sustaining the world. He's sustaining his creation. All things were created through him and for him, which means, Mm. you know, he was... He was there before the beginning. Christ was um, part of the Godhead before the creation of mm. um, the earth, which is really cool and really comforting, yeah. I think. And I remember one of the first things we talked about was that it was this pressure to make Christ not central. And really Paul addresses that here. He says, no, 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 no. Like God came or Christ came before all of that stuff was even made. Yeah. Um, so he's really kind of tackling that false teaching head on in that passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Paul then later in this passage of the preeminence of Christ around one twenty one, this is where we really um, talked a lot about the way Paul uses second person here. And like, mm. really, it's very yeah. confronting for the reader. So, and you who were once alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So yeah, that is, you know, Christ's reconciliating act for sinners, mm. um, that they would be reconciled to the Father and they would be presented blameless and holy before mm. God when we weren't. Um, but Christ came and had that sacrifice for us. So really Paul Paul was reminding them, remember this, you know, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is, you know, this is why It's why pre- and why he's preeminent as well. Mm-hmm. Like why he's supreme above all things is he's done this for you. And then we crack on to uh, the next key passage, which is Paul's ministry to the church. Um, And this was a bigger one, a longer one. But really one of the main ideas in this was that um, Paul's struggle is for the sake of the gospel to be proclaimed and to make the knowledge of the word of God, which is the gospel, um, known. It says in uh, 124 to the first bit of 25, it says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That is the church of which I became a minister according to the stewardship of God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery of hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to the saints. Cool. So um, I think uh, uh, also we talked about this idea that the gospel is is the only thing worth struggling for. Like mm. you look at Paul's attitude here. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. Yeah. Remember he's in prison writing this mm-hmm. um, as we, as we learn later on in the letter and um, he's doing what, so when he's saying he's making up for what's lacking in Christ's afflictions, he's not saying that Christ's work wasn't enough for us, but what he's saying is he's continuing the work of Christ essentially because mm-hmm. Christ isn't necessarily with us on the planet. Yeah. And taking part in that, which Christ came to achieve because he, you know, his, his work on the cross is over, but his, um, his work is ongoing and through the church he's, he's doing that, which is what Paul's really talking about here. He's taking part in the suffering that Christ took part, um, for our sake. Mm. Oh, that was beautiful, Dylan. Yeah. On the money. Wow. Yeah. That was good. That I'm was good. Smash that. Up God. <laughs> so remember that, that this whole idea of suffering for the gospel 
is the only thing that's worth doing because the only thing that is worth giving people is God. Mm-hmm. Because if he's preeminent and if he's supreme over all things, th- then what is what greater purpose is there in life to to set your life apart from other than to to help people to know that that is is the reality? Yeah, and I think it's really good um, to remember that in this passage, you know, Paul is uplifting um, the church. He's talking to a bunch of believers already. Like these people already know Christ. You know, they're just struggling a little. So. It's well, one, it's just it, how important is it for us to always remember the gospel in all of our, um, mm. you know, in our day? Um, because that's, that's really what Paul's talking about here in this whole letter. It's all about the gospel, mm. it's all about, you know, that's the only worth thing. And, and then he goes to talk on early on in chapter two, still in Paul's ministry to the church, uh, 2 2. He says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom you are all hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So this is where, you know, Paul's talking about Christian maturity here. Like, these are a bunch of believers, you know, they're struggling a little, but Paul's like, you guys are doing a great job. You guys are, um, you know, you're building the church, you're spreading the gospel, Mm. um, and he's just encouraging them. Yeah, so Paul really talks about here, strive for Christian maturity and, uh, you know, scribe to mature in your walk with Christ. Not um it's not just about your initial salvation, but the gospel will build up disciples and it will um, you know, see the Great Commission come come to come to life. Yeah. I think the big the big thing there as well is like he, it's not just the gospel doesn't initially save you and then it's just like we move on. But Paul is also saying that he says, um, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and those at Laodicea that your hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding of the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. So if these people have been made alive in Christ and they've received Christ, except there is still more to come, then Paul is struggling for that. There, there is still more to learn from the gospel, mm. which is what Dylan was saying. It needs to be central. It needs to be in every day of our lives. Really good. Awesome. So then we have a great passage, which potentially may have been my favorite podcast, I reckon. Well, big Na- cool. Namely, alive in Christ. So this is now like from two six to uh, two fifteen. So here, this is where Paul's like, "All right, so we've talked about the gospel. You know, I've talked about you guys are. You know, I've edified you, encouraged you. So this is the result of the gospel in your lives. This is the fruit of the gospel that you are now a new creation in Christ." Mm. Um, and that you have been made alive through um Christ's work on the cross. So, as a result of this, Paul then goes to say in 2.8, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily. And if you've been filled in him, who is the head of the rule and authority? Yeah. So basically... This is a great reminder here, and this is like it's a great it's it's a challenge. Um, that now we are made alive in Christ. Paul Paul warns us and goes, "Don't fall captive to these empty things. Don't fall captive to the empty teachings of the world." Uh, so yeah, these empty deceits. You know, it's it's worship. It's like, you know, we talked about it um a little bit earlier. Uh, observing the Torah sort of things. Um, he is sufficient. Christ is sufficient, and the whole deity. Um, dwells bodily so you know christ is sufficient the gospel is sufficient we've been made alive in that so paul's saying you know you guys are doing a great job but don't fall um fall for these things don't Mm. fall for the things of the world 
um, the things that are not going to get you anywhere. That talks a little bit later about on the outside they look they look beneficial to man, but really on the inside they're detrimental. They yeah. do nothing unless unless it is a teaching about Christ or about His gospel. So yeah, that's really alive in Christ. You know, be joyous in in this new creation that we are, mm. and you know this is the result of it. This is what's what's going on now. Yeah, and I just want to read this passage because this whole idea of being made alive in Christ is so beautifully well put in this passage, I think. Um, so I might just read the text and let it speak for itself. It says, uh, yep, so you have, okay, yep. For in him, the fullness of deity dwells bodily and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hand by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, there's a second person again, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all of our trespasses, by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. You know, like where you've got those passages in your Bible, like the ho- like half the page is underlined. Yeah, that's one that, of them. Yeah, that's one of them. Oh yeah, that you know we can't really say much more than that. That that is that is the good news of the gospel that we were dead in our sin, except God has made us alive in Christ, and He's He's nailed the the wrath, the the penalty which we rightfully deserved for our sin to Christ for us. And we're now alive in that, and we're alive, mm. and we should be thankful for that. We should rejoice in that in that work. Yeah, which then leads us on to the next which is an extension of this is, you know, this is what Paul extends from. Would you like to introduce us into that, Noel, please? I would like to, Dylan. Good. Because <laughs> if you said no, well, that would be awkward. Yeah, that would it's be only awkward. me and you. Travel in paradise, hey? Uh, chapter 3, 1 to 17 is put on the new self. And really, this is talking about how we should... Have I butchered that? Yeah. It's let no one disqualify you, but that was kind of cute. Yeah, Could good it- chap. Okay, so... <laughs> Let no one disqualify let you no is the one, next. Yeah, yeah, let no one disqualify you. Um, I don't know why I thought that. Anyway, um, that's from 2.16 to 23. Paul starts off this passage with the therefore. So obviously there is a response in our in ourselves that we have to take um, from what God has done for us. It says, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Um. And I think if you really want to get a good understanding of this text, we did lots of research on this on this one because uh, we wanted to get it right. Um, and it's talking a lot about that pressure to observe the Torah. Mm. And so those things that were um, a new moon or a Sabbath, those things were doing like those rituals, which were godly things intended to bring us closer to God, but they were just doing them to make themselves right in God, to justify themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and Paul was reminding the the readers that those things were a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Yeah. So the fullness of Christ, like we said earlier in Alive in Christ, is now in us. Like We don't need to keep doing those things to receive Christ because we've mm-hmm. already received God and we get God now because of it. Yeah. And I think that's where Paul then you know, just talks about this idea of Gnosticism, which was like this extreme rejection of the flesh because anything flesh or physical was associated with it was sinful. Yeah, um, so inherently evil. Yeah, yeah. So it was just this, like, extreme abstinence from anything that was the flesh, and it was like sort of an inward focused spiritual awakening where you'd mm. find your innermost, you know, 
self, which had, you had all the answers inside. You just yeah. got to dig real deep, um, which is, you know, we talked about that in the podcast. It is very similar to what we see in this new age mm-hmm. sort of religion, this sort of spirit in your, in yourself. And you just got to dig deep and you'll find the answers and you'll be okay. Sort of thing Yeah, where, you know, the Bible directly juxtaposes that when, you know, we're, we're dead in our sin and it was yeah. only because of the act of Christ, um, that we, we were able to, to live. All right, now we finally get to talk about putting on the new self. Got a bit ambitious before. That's okay. Really, <laughs> this is um kind of another therefore kind of passage. It says, if then uh, you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. And so really that, that is the heart of this passage. Um, center your lives around Christ mm-hmm. and um, keep your minds on him because of what he's done for him. So because of what he's done for you, sorry. Uh, it says, when Christ who is your life appears then you also appear with him in glory. So remember that that Christ is not something that we just slap on to the end of our days. Um, it's not something that we just slap on to the end mm. of our relationships with other people, but it is it is our life. Um, yeah. I think that's a big challenge. Yeah, sure. And it's like, it's a, what Christ has done and what he's done for us, it is a joyous thing. And it like, you know, God has designed us to be able to enjoy Christ and enjoy him in what he's done for us. Um, and yet nothing is more... Nothing is more fulfilling and, uh, yeah, whole, satisfying, yeah, satisfying uh, than being in relationship with Christ and, and, and knowing God and knowing his purpose for our lives. Yeah. I remember we talked kind of about this idea of sanctification on this podcast. Um, we talked about how it was this ongoing process. And it, a lot of this passage focuses on things that we're supposed to put off and put on. And just kind of expanding what you were saying there, Dylan. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can look at passages like this and think, oh, well, w- w- I'm really enjoying this thing. Like like this, may- maybe it's even sexual immorality. I know for a long time until I actually understood um, what what biblical uh, morality was and sexual purity. I was, I was really indulging and I really enjoyed it. And I think that can sometimes be a bit of a challenge, except um, I think what we need to understand is this passage is telling us that that there is joy to be found in living the mm-hmm. way that God has intended us. Like Definitely. life, I can say now from my testimony that life is so much better now that sexual immorality doesn't, um, there's no like addiction or, or, or like, um, or there's, you know, it's, it's not as present in my life and I'm not allowing it to, um, rule me. Yeah. Um, and in the same way, like remember that, that God has designed what we'll enjoy, like make, will satisfy us. Like what you were saying, yeah, like yeah. God, God has created us to, uh, to, to like, enjoy him mm-hmm. to be satisfied in the way that he's called us to live. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, and also Paul touches on in this little passage here, you know, that in our new creations, we can grow as a body of Christ that mm-hmm. we can, you know, we can teach one another, we can sharpen one another, um, and encourage one another through the word, you know, it says in three fifteen to 16, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And I think that's just like, you know, it's a beautiful picture. That that, that is what um, Christ and, you know, God created the body of Christ mm-hmm. to be. It, it is a beautiful thing. You know, we can celebrate in the life that we have and in the God that we worship and the God that we serve. And yeah. I think, yeah, that's what we've just discussed is really Paul's main points. We crack on into rules for Christian households. And if if you're 
if your favorite episode was Alive in Christ, it's probably my favorite episode because I learned so much from having our special yeah. guest, Jaylee. So if you have not listened to that episode, yeah. please go and do listen to Do yourself a favor. Yeah, it's do, phenomenal. Yeah, you'll hear someone other than us to ramble on. Yeah. And she actually knows what she's yeah, talking about. Yeah, so it's about. not rambling. So it's well worth the listen. It's a longer one, but yeah, it absolutely, yeah, it was such a good thing for me to learn from her. Yeah, and I think from the conclusion of that of that episode and, and this section of the book, really what Paul's trying to get, get across here is that the gospel should redefine the household. Mm-hmm. It should redefine the relationship between a, a master and his servant, uh, you know, a, a father and his son, a son and his parents, you know, a wife and a husband. Um, yeah. And remember, if Christ is preeminent and Christ is central and Christ is all, is everything in our lives, then his, his ultimate sign of his love, which he showed to us at the cross when he made us alive, then that should also therefore change our the way that we love our partners, the way we love mm-hmm. our children, the way we love our parents. I know it certainly challenged me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we love our employees and our employers when it talks about masters and, and yeah. working for those people. Um, so I think, yeah, that, the big takeaway from that is that love has been shown to us through Christ um, in such a way that is selfless, selfless mm-hmm. and self-sacrificial. And um, yeah, that redefines everything like Dylan was saying. Yeah. And that should be reflected in all of our relationships, uh, the love yeah. that um, Christ first showed us. So yeah, that's a great episode. So if you go listen to that, if you haven't, because truly I learned a lot yeah. more than I even thought I was going to learn. So then as we, we near to the end of the first series, we, we Paul talks about further instructions to the church. Really, Paul just talks, and it's just another massive like edification, and you know, encouraging them. And he says, you know, pray steadfast, um, pray as a whole, pray as a body, pray for your brothers and sisters who are struggling, who are suffering, um, pray that they would, uh, you know, have a chance to share the gospel, um, and have a chance to share your love, um, yeah, but really be joyous in that, and then share that together as the body. And he also talks about, you know, share your testimony in that. It, it should excite us as to what Christ has done for us in our lives. We can see that in uh, 4 to 6 there. That I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of their time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. You know, let's be proactive with what we do in our time, um, apart from, you know, church and things like that. Let's share the gospel. Let's be disciples and let's create more disciples. Really, that's what and Paul's just massive encouragement for everyone there it's just you know we're suffering for the same cause and it's the only cause we're suffering for so either you know you're in you're out but you know paul's gonna champion you all the way to the end basically he's like he doesn't even know these people <laughs> like, like that is, doesn't even make sense to me it's like how you don't even know these people and you are like like this is like the biggest love you letter struggling ever struggling for these people you yeah. are praying you yeah yeah it's praying nuts. continually without ceasing yeah he just loves them and yeah. he doesn't even know who they are and i think that's sick that's so yeah. awesome it's really encouraging for us yeah because he doesn't know us either but the same things can be applied to us i'm sure if paul was alive that he would be praying for you and i mm-hmm. um and i think i think at the very last verse of this book maybe we just close on that dylan we yeah. that's our last talking point uh, i pull uh Write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Mm. Remember that that whole idea of the only thing worth suffering for, the only thing worth Paul's chains. The, remember his chains. Remember the gospel. Remember why he's there. Remember he's in there because he's been sharing the gospel. Yeah. And and let that um, remind us that, that Christ should be central, that it is worth giving um, our idea of freedom, of Western freedom, that mm-hmm. like, you know, our own ha- homes and, 
and our own like living with family like that should that should cause us to we should want to give that up for the gospel like the gospel is worthy of that it's the only thing worth exactly and i think you know if we had to wrap this whole this whole book up and you know what are the main themes really as as we go through it and as we've just gone through it, it would this is how we'd wrap it up really in a sentence or two um go dylan it's what god has done for us is enough it is sufficient um Christ is sufficient and, you know, fully God, fully man, and he has sacrificed himself for us. Um, his gospel is great and it has made us alive. His, uh, you know, as that passage in Alive in Christ talks about, the perfect picture of the gospel, you know. He's taken our um, legal demands and he's nailed them to the cross and we are now free. Um, it commands a response in us as followers to make him central in all aspects of our lives. It's not something that, you know, it's like, okay, cool, I get it. And then you go back to your sinful ways or your, your, your previous ways, but it, it causes a response of the heart to change, to follow him and to, to spread the love of Christ. Yeah. I think my encouragements to you as listeners and Paul's encouragements to you as listeners, um, in, in chapter three, verse 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, I think that's, such a great thing. If you want to know more about this God, if you want to know him better, mm-hmm. if you want to engage with what Paul is praying for these people, that they would know and understand God, yeah. um, that, that, that that would change their lives, then spend time with him. Spend time in his word. Get to know him. Get to know his character, his will for your life. Um, and, and also in um, chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. I just want to read this as well. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him. You know, choose to make God central. His fullness is already in you. There is nothing else to search for now. You have been made full if Christ is within you. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else worth um, searching for in life. There is nothing else worth devoting yourself to other than to make God great. Yeah. And that is the biggest challenge of all. And I fail at that every day. But my prayer is that um, that that all of us as the body of Christ would grow in that, that we would... Uh, make more choices to make God central. We would make more choices to uh, to choose God mm. in the everyday things. Amazing. We've got to pray. Please do. Father God, we thank you so much for this time and this uh, series we've been able to do of Colossians. Lord, we thank you for the book um, and that it is God-breathed, um, that your word can speak to us and that your spirit guides us as we um, unpack texts and talk about them in their context and... Yeah, Lord, we love you and we ask that it would shape our hearts, it would redefine um, how we approach life, um, that the gospel would be central to everything that we do. Lord, that we would remember of the sacrifice that you have made for us and that it it wasn't a free thing. You paid a fine for us. Mm. Um, Yeah, Lord, help us enact this stuff into our lives, um, reflect on it daily, and just love you with our whole hearts. Amen. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the book of Colossians and what a fun adventure it's been. It's been great. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks for joining us. That's what I was going to say. Were yeah. you going to say that? I was going to say the exact same thing. Look at that. We yeah. do really appreciate it and we thank you for all of your support and, you know, yeah. the messages we've received and things like that. It's been very encouraging for us and we've loved it. We've really, really enjoyed it. So thanks. That's all we've really got to say. Yeah. And remember, if you've got ideas or things you want us to talk about in next season, mm-hmm. then hit us up yeah. on Instagram. Lots hit of us stuff. Up. Please don't be shy. Yeah. Small question, big question. Yep. Dumb question, smart question. We'll do question. our best for you. There's no dumb questions, so 
Don't worry about it being dumb. It won't be. Oh, uh, I think I've asked yeah, a couple okay, of dumb let's, questions. Let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, dearie. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much for giving us your time and uh, committing yeah, your time to God um, and learning about Him and mm. learning with us. It's been such a pleasure to do this with you. Cool. See you later, guys. See you later.